재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. What time is it? What time is it? Do you know what time it is? 
for the Independent not having a physical newspaper. Obviously, it's a sort of a bit of a blow of pride uh, that you don't have something on the newsstand that you can point to. Um, but they're still, I'm sure, doing great journalism, and, right. and perhaps this means that they have more resources now to to put into doing that because they don't have the costs of producing a newspaper. And a lot of people will point to um, entities like the BBC, which, of course, uh, uh, gets some assistance from the government, uh, a large part of their assistance. Uh, Brian, as uh, an employee of the Voice of America, there's, I, I guess, a quasi-similar arrangement uh, with that as well. As you're kind of observing the media landscape, what are your thoughts? I think the... Um First of all, yes, uh, VOA is government-funded, so in that degree, there is some security there for us. However, we are affected by this ever-changing, disruptive technology that is changing the news industry. And in the U.S., where I come from recently, it is an epidemic. While you can have papers like The Independent migrating to a, a digital format, we have had many, many local papers particularly throughout the U.S., that have gone out of business. Mm. So let's be clear about one thing. It's not a lack of readership that's driving, uh, driving these businesses under. It's, no, it's, it's the inability to, to make money for these organizations that, in a way that they used to be able to either through selling newspapers or selling advertising. And that's the – I guess anyone can take this question is that – that revenue model still seems to be a bit of a dilemma, right? I mean, even as an avid consumer of news, if you reside here in Korea, for example, the Washington Post, uh, apparently for people in the U.S., uh, you can view articles on the Washington Post or affiliated publications like Slate.com unlimited. But if you are overseas, they limit you to five or ten articles a month, and then you're you're required to pay a subscription for it. And I know the Wall Street Journal also has a, a, a revenue plan in place, but there is still a psychological resistance to, to paying for something online, whereas back in the day with, with uh, having a subscription for various publications, whether it's magazines or newspapers, it was just par for the course. And that seems like something that I mean, even the Wall Street Journal still struggles with, no? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, we had a Korean website here, as you may know, for a, for a bit over three years. Uh, and unfortunately, we had to close it down. And one of the reasons we had to close it down is we couldn't find a revenue model for it. Uh, so this is a question that, you know, everyone that's involved in the news business, um, those that are on the kind of bean counter side are thinking through every day about how do you create a model that is sustainable. And for us, you know, we're experimenting as well. We have a fairly strong paywall, but, uh, you know, we're doing things like certain sections of the paper will be right. available uh, for, you know, all the articles, you know, can read for free. Um, you know, there's a big breaking news story like a natural disaster. Typically, that's the kind of thing that is made free. But the stuff that uh, is your unique reporting and your sort of deep stories, say it's on a political or an economic scandal, something that, you know, mm. you have and other other people don't have, that's the kind of crown jewels that you tend to put behind the paywall. So everyone is trying to find a way to make it work and, um, you know, different organisations approach it in different ways. Uh, and I think that's going to play out for a few more years until we see what's the kind of um, if there is a consensus um, on the type of um, pay-free, you know, divide right. uh, that's sustainable. I mean, as as far as 
it's concerned in terms of making money right now. You can say advertising, but if everything's digital and everybody is uh, installing those ad blockers, it just seems like it's a pretty, it's almost a cat and mouse game as to trying to make money uh, for consuming news to a public that is very resistant to, to paying. Of course, it's very difficult these days. It's very difficult to make uh, profit uh, from advertising in, in, in printed media because you sell less and in, in, in internet media, you, you have a lot of clicks, but uh, as you said, it's... it's uh, not easy to to make the inter uh, to make the people in the internet go through the ads and uh, finally buy the products or whatever. And uh, in that way, the ads are, are also evolving. You know, they have like new ideas, new new ways to catch up the to catch up the people, so they can get revenue for that. And 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 that uh, process who is, is still in evolution. And I think in the future, it will it will be more improved. Brian, some final thoughts? I, I think the smart advertising uh, mechanisms that are being developed. The Washington Post was uh, purchased by the, the guy Jeff who owns Amazon.com. Yeah. And you see when you uh, are, are, are going back and back to some of these news sites, and if you were clicking on looking for a new bicycle or something, you start seeing these ads appearing on, on those web pages as well. So I think there is perhaps some hope it, it, if that continues to evolve and develop. Right. Well, uh, we're going to continue to talk about that evolution, uh, some more of the uh, challenges ahead for uh, the media, for journalism, and also uh, get your thoughts on uh, what you think about uh, this trend. Uh, give us your thoughts. You can always text us at pound 1013 for 51 or send us a Cacao Talk message. We'll take a short break. We'll be back with another check of traffic and weather and resume our correspondent roundtable. Stay tuned. <laughs> 